Hey there, folks. This is The Guru here. You are about to listen to a behind-the-scenes podcast, or in-the-field podcast, if you will. We hope you enjoy these podcasts, and if you don't mind, if you love what you're hearing, please give us a five-star review on iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher, wherever you're listening to this, however you're listening to this. We just want to say thank you for the support, and welcome to Elk Season. Welcome to the Born and Raised Audio Experience, presented by Onyx. Right. <laughs> so we've got a little wind. We've got a generator in the background running. We just came out of the bottom of a, what would you call it? Heck hole. Heck hole. Yeah, that was a yeah, H-E double hockey sticks. Yeah. I would almost go further than heck hole, but we'll stay with heck hole. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so this is our first podcast in Wyoming here. Um, man, guys, we have made a journey here. We, Dirk, threw a dart at a map and said, hey, guys, this looks pretty good. We went down in there. We've been what season this is the second day of season right yes yeah yep and we don't don't forget we talked to a guy and he said the elk aren't bugling that's yes, true that is true so, so we our hopes are really not very high and as is normal with pretty much every year that we go anywhere yeah it's uh They're not anywhere bugling. uh yeah they'll don't they don't bugle till at least what the 16th of yeah. September? 15th yeah 15th, 15th. Yeah, 15th. Yeah. Like something starting point something yeah. like that which good i mean that's you know Anybody listen know. to this podcast, wait. Just wait. wait. Yeah, wait, yeah. wait. Stay home. Stay home. Don't wait. go hunting till the 15th. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, <laughs> we got here in the dark. I'm just going to try to tell the little story of just kind of getting over here uh, Friday afternoon, Steve and I, and uh, Troy, who's dumping footage right now. That's why the generator's running in the background. You might be able to hear. But anyway, we were um, hell-bent for wyoming the great state of wyoming and and cowboy of, country if you will yes. cowboy, country, cowboy country absolutely we did see a sheep drive that was yeah, a that was big cool. sheep drive yeah. that, that was, was a ton of sheep right, i'm like wow that's not very many sheep and then i started seeing all the sheep i was like wow well, that's a lot that was of sheep. a lot of sheep and i think that's a big lesson to be learned you do not have to be a cowboy to just hurdle cattle you can be a cowboy and hurdle sheep Hurdle. <laughs> hurdle, 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 something like that. Aren't they hurting? Hurd. Hurding. Hurdle's more for track. Yeah, yeah those you're are hurdles. But yeah. Same thing. Yeah. Same thing. Close enough. But all right, to go get back to where we started here. Yeah, we went all the way. We got to Wyoming. Met up with Dirk uh, the night before season. He took us on the the drive. Steve, would you please just kind of describe what we thought was going to happen and what actually happened? Well, I thought. We were going somewhat a little bit further past where we'd been before. Yeah. But then every time we stopped, it was, it's a little bit further. It's a little bit further. And then what, 60 miles on gravel? 52, I think. Okay. I don't know. It was a long way. It's, it's a long ways. It's we're, a back, long well, here, we're back. Well, here. Hey, I told you. I said, it's a long ways. You did. You, well, I, I said, was, it's I a had, long I ways up there. I over half a tank and I'm like, all right. Yeah, we'll go in. Hopefully kill an elk. <laughs> we'll come back. We'll get gas. You're like, you better fill up. You better fill up. Now. I'm thinking. My tank has like a 500 mile range. <laughs> I'm like, what in the world are we doing hey, here? Hey, I've played that piano before, my friend. And it doesn't sound right. Hey, no, no. Yeah. You do not leave town without a full tank of gas because you never know where the wild wind may blow you. It's true. 
Wow. And it blew us about 52 miles yeah. back in here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And on the way, we were like, ooh, that canyon looks good. Yeah. Oh, that one looks really we good. Drove by, we, we drove by a lot we of We drove by a lot of elk. Really, really a lot, impressive a lot of elk. ground. <laughs> really yeah. impressive ground. But no, we came back in here and we didn't we saw a lot of people to begin with yeah a lot, a lot of, of weekend i think they're just weekend campers and stuff yep, i yeah. believe but when we got him back in here there was there's a lot of there's quite a few hunters yeah, yeah there was a fair amount yeah, back quite here. quite a few hunters we, yeah. we had one doug flutie we we thought he kind of sounded like an elk really he sounded and good we were excited we we were excited and i think he was excited he duped four of us yeah i think we duped him so everybody that, duped each other so if we if there's if both people buy in on this the doopy does that does that just kind of like zero it out then yeah yeah, no, it, yeah. Doesn't okay. it, yeah. it doesn't even count it don't even cancels we don't, it out it cancels out it's a yeah. mulligan really yeah, especially mulligan. when you're wearing a cape <laughs> <laughs> now <laughs> do we want to talk do we don't want to talk about no, that <laughs> you guys are going to have to watch our youtube channel and, and you are going to see some things you're going to see some things that should never be done in the elk woods for yes because when troy told me he says there's two hunters down there I did the hard tuck right roll around the tree <laughs> to find you guys to be like, let's go after the bull that we know it's a bull because yeah. if they came up and saw us. We should have traded places. Oh, goodness. <laughs> that would have been epic. They'd have never hunted here again. <laughs> they would have got the heck out of Dodge. Yeah. They would have ran the other way. Oh, watch the YouTube channel to, to, to yeah. see yeah. the first day of Wyoming unfold. But um, It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. But no, so anyway, I, I just wanted to touch on and just briefly kind of uh, track what we've done so far, some of the things that we've possibly learned, some of the mistakes that we've made that could help somebody else out. For sure. Um, and, and let's just dive into it right off the bat. Uh, it's hotter than Hades. It's hot. And I brought milk to drink. Milk was a bad idea. Milk is a bad choice. It's a bad choice. It is hot with, it is no, degrees. with no humidity. I mean, we're sleeping in bags on the ground at night and there is no moisture. Yeah. No, yeah. You got a leg out all day. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. hot. It is, it is really, really warm. Um, it was 88 degrees. We hike out this ridge. And um, anyway, we, we just, we, we bagged it. I mean, we just stopped. And we're like, let's just wait for this evening. And that's something I think that, that could be a big uh, key for people. And Dirk touched on it a little bit on our hike out today. As we're hiking out today, we come across um, every single ridge. We're bugling, you know, the whole, I mean, everything that we preach as far as cat road shuffle, bugle every 200 150 yards yeah. whatever it may be we were doing that but we got into a spot where we were kind of in a bedroom would you yeah it's a bull you know, bedroom, really. Bull bedroom sure. really and we're just hiking along and you know how you break sticks and stuff like that it's pretty thick in there where we're at now and a bull just screams at about 80 yards away, yeah yeah it was close down the hill it was close and that was midday hot yeah hot, hot. midday but he wouldn't bugle to our calls when we were up on the ridge. Correct. No. Yeah. Before we dove in, he did not make a peep. It took us actually getting in there and getting with him yep. in order for him to do anything. Yeah. yeah. And then we got winded, but that's a long, <laughs> that's a whole other story. But I would of, say the bugles from the top, and then once we dropped in, the breaking of the sticks, like we were talking, he thought we were a bull, a, a bull coming Oh, in. yeah. It painted a picture in his mind's eye, and yeah. he's like... Hold on, this is my space. Get Correct. out of get out of here. Yeah. Go find your own spot. Mm -hmm. Had the wind not screwed us up, we would have called that bull in. I, I, hundred percent believe it. Oh, I, I because I we were agree. that close. Honestly, yeah, because so. yeah, yeah, they we get right real defensive him. a lot yeah. of times yeah. in their little spaces. The early season, a lot of the before the, a lot of times in this very early season, those bulls will keg up and they have their little 
their little, I call them their little bowl bedrooms. So they haven't got with cows yet. And they're still, they, they've got, broke away from their bachelor herds. And it's like they go to these little spots to like get worked up for the rut. Right. They, they go to be alone. They shed their velvet. They, they, they have a little spot. They rub their antlers. They kind of get ready for the rut. And if you get inside their little space there, a lot of times they get really ticked off and they'll want to come in. Um, in a week from now, all those bull bedrooms will be vacant. They'll, they'll be gone. Those bulls will be out looking for cows. They'll, they'll move and, the, and they're, they're out of there. So yeah. this is just real early season stuff. But a good opportunity. If you but can a get great opportunity, yeah. So, you know, from across the canyon, we, the first day, the first afternoon, we we're bugling. It was hotter than can be. Yes. And, but we're bugling down into this drainage, not a peep. And we, we were like, you know, we can just keep on beating this drum, walking out this ridge for five miles, doing the same thing. And we may not hear nothing. It's hot. It is, it's 88 degrees out. Yeah. Let's, let's wait. So we got to a good spot where we could hear, we kind of kegged up and it was hard. I mean, we took a little couple of naps and yeah. had a couple BS sessions and, and had a little fun and ate some goodies. And, but pretty soon we're like, is it time to go yet? And it wasn't, we still had to wait a couple more hours. Yeah. It's like, all right, the shadows are starting to get long. Now let, now let's get up and move. Now, now it's time to start moving. So we walked, I don't know, three, 400 yards. Yeah. And that, that guy, cracked off down at the bottom right and it's like okay now which is so contradictory this is I, I think this is the tough thing and, and people that have followed us for a long time you know we preach that that 10 and 2 right right we preach that between 10 and 2 they get in there they get bedded down because it's mm -hmm. what they're doing it's different i think there's always group. exceptions yeah I, I think so i think in, yeah. in, in, in number one exception would be early see earlier season yeah where they're not just wound to the to the to the nut yet and two would be a little bit of weather i think if we had a little cooler temperatures i think they would work pretty much all day long yeah yeah they would have been a lot more vocal i think if it had but had it been a little cooler it was it's hot man it's hot i mean last night when we were sleeping on that ridge it was hot it, it was, was hot. i don't think it did below 63 degrees no, no it was not below 60 last no, night. It no it was hot it, it was hot. hot hot super hot but um and the wallows we found a bunch of wallows and they were getting pounded i don't know what time Maybe they're down there right now. Well, we probably shouldn't be at camp. We should point. probably be down there right now shooting one in a wallow. Let's take off the Crocs and rock and roll. Let's do it. Let's not do it. Okay. Uh, I'm not walking down there okay. again. It was, okay. Okay. it was bad. It was like the backside of Satan's, you know what? Yeah. That was, was a, that was, was a steep. giant canyon. It was steep. Giant canyon. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was, it was steep. And, and, um, let's kind of dig further into the hunt. The part that we don't want to talk about as far as just, it's, it's never fun. Um, but we have to. But we have to. Dude. Yeah, we do. But we have to. It was opening day, and like Dirk was mentioning, we got that bull going, and it was clear across the bottom of a canyon. We dropped how many feet of elevation? 800 feet, probably. Yeah. It was probably close to 1,000 into that creek. Yeah. Was it? It was a lot. Yeah, we yeah. dropped a lot. Straight down, and then straight up the other side. Probably five or six, 500 feet up yeah. the mm -hmm. other side. And, and when I say straight up, I mean straight up. It was and, vertical. And I vertical. Think, and I think that had a lot to do with the situation at hand. But we, uh, and the bull was, he, he, would, he was very responsive. Yeah. He, yeah. Was he was screaming. fired up. He was screaming. He was getting fired up. But he would not. So best case scenario, we call him a crossed, you know. And we've had the bulls do this. I know Dirk has lots of times bulls come clear down across a bottom of a canyon and come up to you. Yeah. It ain't nothing for them. No. But, no. But that's not always... You can't just bank on it. No, 
No, and you we, can had try good, it a, we had good wind. You can try yeah, it, we and we did. Wind. And we yeah, tried yeah. it a little bit. We tried to kind of yeah. like get him going, but he he wasn't budging. He didn't he, wouldn't he didn't come over and, and commit and drop some elevation. So you knew it's like, well, nope. we got to go to him. Yep. And that's what we did. So we had to go up. And that, honestly, and I was talking to Dirk on the way up, and, and you know, I, I just said, in our, in our, um, man, there's bees everywhere. Well, the, the nest is not far the from nest the trailer. Is right on the trailer. <laughs> I know. I know. Anyway, uh, and in our, in our situation, as far as scenarios, going uphill at a bull is not awesome. No. It, no. When not it's steep, awesome it is all. not Especially fun when he's at on all. a bench that he knows this is like Dirk was talking about his bedroom. Yep. He knows that thing. He he knows he should see an elk coming up. And um, he, um, the bull was bugling, was bugling, was bugling, and all it took was for. Dirk to get up just enough to where it was at a threatening position yep. for that bull. That bull was pacing back and forth on his yes. bench, and he would not budge. But as soon as Dirk started, you guys started coming up the hill and breaking brush and bugling, he, at that point, he wanted, he, it was almost like he knew that he'd be able to see the bull. Right. Because in years past, different areas we've hunted, coming up that face, I knew... <clears throat> that that bull would try to look where he could down to see another bull. Right. And he he just paced back and forth looking. But it wasn't until that brush started breaking, like he thought an actual bull was coming up to him, was actually when he broke over. And he was wanting to see what yeah, was Yeah, he was wanting on. to see what was coming. Yeah. And you were already up in a pretty good vantage point. I was in a pretty good vantage point. I wanted to get a touch closer, but at the same time I was being very hesitant because I didn't know what he could see and what he could, because I never could see the bull. But I knew he was close, and I didn't want to move too much, too fast. Sure. Worried that he would see me, see the movement. And, right. But. And the difficult part about that was, is that it was so steep. It was steep coming. So up that steep pace. when that bull came down, and you had a shot. It was and it was steep, and it was getting darker. It wasn't dark. It was probably an hour before dark, and um, it was getting darker. And anyway, and Steve. What'd you do? Give me, give me the rundown. This you know, is, this we is were real life stuff. You know, Troy and I, we were, we set up and I told Troy, you know, we were talking and it's like, we need to move up. And so we were, you know, we would move up in spurts and it was, it's not vertical, but it's, it's steep. It's steep, like good 45 steep. degree slope going up. And uh, we, uh, every time, you know, we had camp on our backs. Every time we'd bump, it was, it would take the wind out of you. Oh yeah, well the elevation was about 8,800 feet at that point. 8,900 feet. Hunting, well, I, some of it's nine over nine thousand. Yeah, the, the, the ridge are over nine thousand feet. So yeah, yeah. air is thin. And so, coming from what do you live at? Uh, sea level. Uh, what do you live at? Probably 35 feet. Maybe 50. Yeah, maybe, yeah, maybe 50. Maybe 50. If the house, maybe 50. You're up there. You're <laughs> I'm up, up there, there quite You're a ways. And. Uh, you know, Troy and I, we kept moving up, and then when I finally, when I finally heard uh, Dirk, when I finally heard you guys start to move, yeah. At that point, I knew that you guys were making that move to uh, to to try to make that bull do something. And at that point, I knew I needed to get to a spot where I had last heard the bull bugle, where I'd have a shot. I had to have some kind of opening, and so. Uh, Troy and I, we busted up to the spot, and I wanted to get about 
I hate to say it, I wanted to get about 15 yards closer, 20, which would have put him like right. Right, like 10 yards in my lap. But we didn't make it, but I had one shooting lane and I saw his tines coming. And when he turned, I knew that there was one opening that he was gonna come through. I didn't know if he was gonna stop. I was, cl- you know, I was close enough, I didn't want to call. Yeah. Um, and when we got to that spot with camp on the back and everything else and, you know, pretty fatigued, you know, I when I saw him coming down through, I drew back and I guessed him for 25. And, you know, my elevation was right, but I don't know with the steepness of the hill being left-handed, I never looked at my bubble, which was poor decision on my part, but it happened so fast. Sometimes we don't always have Absolutely the time not. to do you, that. You can't. No. I mean, <clears throat> and it's called hunting for a reason. It is. And I drew back, and as he came through the brush, you know, I had 25, you know, right where it needed to be, and I was following him, and it... It happened quick. When he stopped, I put 25 on him, and as I pulled through, I don't know from the elevation and angle, not checking my bubble with my camp on my back, if I started to lean a little bit, but I shot left, which I was looking behind his shoulder, but I saw my arrow hit right in front of the shoulder. Yeah. And I was devastated. I mean, I was... Steve motioned down to Dirk. I was filming Dirk, um, and Steve motioned down. He did the... He did the kind of forward of shoulder motion with his, you know, pointing with his hand, and and um, anyway, it, it was a, it was, you know, one of those things where after the shots taken, then you work as a team. You, I mean, you work as a team all day long, yeah. And to get where we're at, and then it's like, okay, let's make the best decisions that we can from here on out to make the the outcome as as good as we can. So. Yep. That's when we kind of gathered as a team and be like, okay, let's look at blood. Let's see what we have. Let's get take it 80 yards, try to find the arrow yep. and see what we have here. And, and you know, try to, it's, it, after that, it's all clues, right? Right. It is. I mean, it's all clues. Yeah. And it's everybody, I mean, Dirk a number of times says, I've seen this in the past, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. And I said, okay, I've seen this with this kind of hit in yep. the past. And so we all put our knowledge together. Um, we're like Sherlock Holmes trying to figure out this problem now. Yep. You know, as we as we see it. And anyway, we found the arrow and it to me the arrow looked like a meat hit. When I mean when it, you agree. When, right. Yeah. When yep. I found the arrow, yeah. I, honestly my heart just I there was nothing I knew by I could looking tell, at the I could arrow. tell that. And and that's and so I think this let, is what I we, want to we touch on. We need to describe ahead. where the, the arrow hit though. Um it hit in front of the shoulder blade, like towards more brisket area it was right towards low neck low neck yeah when the neck comes down and meets the shoulder yes is right where it went in but it was perfect elevation if you were to go so it was above jugular it was it was and i knew esophagus it was above all that it was it was that zone meat meat it was you know you know last night when we went to bed i woke up in the middle of the night and i just laid there and i thought about where that arrow hit where that arrow hit and I kept going back to all of the animals we have boned out, mm-hmm. neck and everything, what's and, there? and what's there. And you know, I'm just like, there's nothing there. Just meat. Just you got meat. That big no white arteries. Tendon no that arteries. Comes down is all. No nothing. And you got, there's nothing. There's nothing. It's a no man's no. land a little bit. No, you've got to be low. I mean, you've actually got to. If you were super low. If I would have been lower, it would have been a different story. It would have been a lot different story. Yeah. A lot different story. Yeah. But, but the arrow. It, it, Sometimes blood will determine things, but and sometimes the arrow will. I mean, but yeah. when I saw that arrow, I knew that it was 
it was a, and knowing I had a better feeling that that bull would survive that once we started following what blood we found it made me feel a lot better about that bull surviving so yeah so so it's kind of just a fast forward or rewind actually uh, well I was going to say go something too about about you know looking at the clues and stuff um the the blood wasn't the frothy pink no super bright colored blood it was more of a, a darker colored meat blood um you know in in every time you know any any every time you shoot an elk you're like it's high hopes you know yeah. every time unless the thing dies in front of you you're you're like oh man or you I, hear the I, crash yeah or you hear the crash and the groan death groan you're like man i i hope i think i hit here i hope i just hope yeah. even if, if you Rollercoast. even if you if you if you hit him in the perfect spot you're like oh i i don't want to get excited yet i, I hope yeah. i got him right and and we always you know we always take the high road we're always like positive positivity it was like okay the meat the 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 blood is darker like meat blood um i've seen this before i've seen this where you hit um towards the 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 shoulder muscles Mm -hmm. they will sometimes cover over and uh the muscles the muscle group will cover over the hole swell up it'll bleed internally right and the elk will die fairly quickly sure fairly quickly um but but all you have to track is a very sparse trail of meat blood and then you go 100 yards and oh there's my elk yeah yeah there's so many different i think there's so many different factors (coughs) and between the three of us i think we've experienced a whole bunch of roller coaster rides as far as just man i don't know i don't know to wow what just happened yeah to wow what artery did i hit yep to you got super lucky you know i mean i'm I'm just gonna throw it out there yeah we've all seen it over the years we've all all been either had luck or been with people that have had the luck yeah we've been around it so every single trail you do not take any any you know you don't take it lightly is what i'm saying and as we didn't so what we did is we we went in Oh, probably a hundred yards, probably. Yeah. And we found a few drops of blood, and in the dark with headlamps, and you can't see as it's well. Tough. It's very, very it's tough. tough. It's very tough, and you can't like map out trails because a lot of times they'll take these certain trails, and and you can't you can't really see the longevity of the trail or wherever you're at right there. You can just see what's in front of you. So we opted to back out and go, and we went on uh, the opposite direction that the elk was about three or four hundred yards. And we slept on an incline that I was. That was a steep ridge. Oh, I slid. Was not I slid much, all night long. It was not flat. No, I'd it was go not to flat sleep, at all. And I would slide down. I'd wake up, and I'd climb back to the top. I feel almost guilty for how ha- I had a semi-flat spot, spot, and I felt kind of guilty. I was yeah. like, God, those other guys are probably sliding all we over the place. Yeah. We gave it to so you. I appreciate yeah. that. No, I appreciate it. No. Next time I sleep on the hill. <laughs> <laughs> no, and so anyway, woke up in the morning, went back down to the blood, and actually it was a way better blood trail as far as in the daylight. It, yeah. it yeah. helped a lot. And But it was, it was decent where he stood. I mean, it was, you know, you could see the blood, and it was drops of it and stuff, but we've all all of us three have been around animals i think that have bled like are gonna die yeah yes and you can tell they're gonna die you know 
And this blood trail was not that. No. no. It was not that. No. It looked like he was just constantly going. He was moving. He never yep. bedded. Nope. Never bedded once. And he just kept on going. And um, anyway, I have, I'm really, really, really confident that that bull is just, I mean, not fine, obviously, because they're, you know, yeah. it's got an arrow through and that's, you know, there's no getting around any of that. But at the same time. You know, those things are built for war. Like I, I say it all the time. You know, I don't know how many elk I've sh- shot over the years and you start skinning yeah and yeah you don't in, you're not intentionally doing an autopsy but you do you're like wow that thing's been gored yep wow his you know whether it's a, a he's taken a, a point right through his face into his nasal cavity yep or or he's got so, his eye sockets are broken or the whole side of his body is bruised gangrene and, and gangrene and got like the big gouges in it i mean and he's still screaming. We've his seen head it, off. and he, this thing's still screaming his head off, wanting to fight. Yeah. Um, you know, and not to take away anything from what happened, but no. but these things are are tough, they and they're are. built. They are built for this, built for war. Yeah. So you, the, they got to get you got to get in that vitals. No, you do. Yeah, you, ha- you, you do. have to. You yep. have to get in to the vital area, and I don't. I, honestly, I don't think the shot was. No. Um, no. Was it an awesome situation? No, it wasn't. It, it happens. Yep. It happens. Has everybody sitting on this podcast done it? Absolutely. Look. Absolutely. If you're a successful elk hunter, eventually, you know, I'll probably get roasted for this, but eventually you're going to get a bad hit and you're not going to be able to bring home that elk. Um, if you've done it long enough, uh, we all go out with the greatest of intentions to make a perfect shot. We practice with our bows. We practice with our equipment. We we agonize over like is everything in my setup perfect and to none of us take this lightly no no and then um to have something happen like that it it's kind of it's hard it's devastating you know we we don't take it lightly yeah um we that i'm 100 percent sure that elk is going to make it and live um those things probably take a lot more abuse in a fight with another bull if things get hairy um, but we don't take it lightly. We don't go out there intentionally trying to do this, you no. know, trying to, no. you know, we we're trying to kill them the most humane way we can. Yeah. No. And that, and that's, I mean, that's why I kind of want to do this podcast and it, these, they're not always fun. They're not, it's, it's not a fun time. And out here, I will say, I mean, coming into this and, and being with Dirk and meeting up with other people and it, we have fun, we have we fun do. out in the woods. And that's what I want to kind of portray to everybody else as far as go out and have that fun and, and do that. But at the same time, you know what, if we are still here to do things ethically and we do every single thing that we can in yeah. our power to make it that way yeah we yeah. do for sure and um yep. and sometimes it doesn't always turn out right and it just it's the it's the hard things to talk about and i think a lot of people don't i think a lot of people don't talk about yeah well it. no i would i would agree yeah a lot of people and don't I, and i think it's because it's such a it's a guarded thing you it hurts it hurts bad yeah, yeah. and nobody wants to talk about that um but it's a reality of it you know and it is um it is but steve closing comments um, you know, I've been pretty down for the last 24 hours, but you know, I mean, I feel better after the, what blood we found, you know, I mean, I'm still, <clears throat> I think if you're not a true outdoors, you know, outdoorsman and, you know, 
a real true person to the outdoors and to the game, you're, if something like this happens, you're going to be down. But at the same time, you have to, you know, you got to bounce back and have a positive attitude and, and, you know, just try to get out there and this is where I think it bounces. I, I, I honestly think it just, and I've been thinking about this a lot today. I've been thinking as far as if I was just a hunter and I was from the state of Kentucky, right? And I wanted to go out west and go elk hunting. And what would I want to know? And, that, and that's what I think about on a lot of the podcasts that I do and a lot of just like on film and stuff and showing people, okay, this is what we're doing now. This is what we're doing now. And honestly, to me, every single time, it comes back to team. It comes yeah. back to team. And it's not just in going and chasing elk. It's not just going, okay, how do you bugle here? How do you set up here? What would you do? Where would you, where would you position yourself here? It's in the bad times. Yeah, for sure. It's in the bad time. It's in, it's in Steve. Hey, man, keep your head up. Yep. You know what? We got to get back on that horse. We've got a whole season left ahead of us. It's it's in the team. It's in the team spot yeah. of it for me. Yeah. And, yeah, for sure. And that's what just kind of resonates the most with me as far as you know what it's. I would hate to see you just go. Well, guys, throw my bow down. Throw your bow down. And going just home. Say, I'm going home. I'm done. I'm finished. You know, I would hate to see that. Yeah. And, and that would be the last thing that would teach anything. For sure. To me, you exactly. would not learn. No. I mean, you would learn something from that. But at the same time, you're going to learn way more from what we do moving forward. Yeah. Is, is, is what I would think. It's funny you say that because on the on when we're hiking out, we we josh and like to say funny things and stuff. But when when we're gritting it out and sweating and my mind's always racing, thinking about different situational stuff. And I, the whole time I'm thinking had I been here by myself mm-hmm. and I would have been in the same situation trying to find that bull by myself. And I, and I love, I love to hunt by myself, but had I, that would have been really hard. That would have been a hard pill to swallow. Um, I would have went to a bad place. I'd been like, I got, you know, it would eat, it would eat you alive. Yeah. Um, and then the group around, you know, around us here, you know, we, we grab Steve, we lift him up, you know, we're not going to play the blame game. We're just going to push forward and, you know, try to make the best out of this we can um, and move on. We're not going to say, well, Steve's an idiot. Um, No, no, not at all. It's tough, I think, especially when you're hunting in a group like this. uh, It's really tough to see someone down because it gets it, it gets everybody down because I think especially in our group we've all been there and we all know where steve's at right we all knew the the hole that steve was in and it's like what do you say to someone where at the same time you would be feeling the same same exact way you know yeah. what i mean yeah and it's just like man and we all patted him on the shoulder and we all were just like steve you know what buddy it's it this is this is going to happen we're all learning from it not just you all of us are learning and I don't know, you know, as far as how you feel, like, internally, but we've all been there. Yeah. We've all been there. Well, I think if if any true hunter out there doesn't have that, just, you know, when that happens, if you, it, you do eventually bounce back. But like I told you, you know, I've been there before. Yeah. I, I'm oh, yeah. a hunter. I mean, I've, sure. I've made mistakes in the past. and. I, I never forget those. Yeah. I always remember every one of them. And, you know, I always try to learn from them. 
but at the same time when you have that camaraderie with you know true hunting friends that will try to bring you you know that want to bring you back up and get you back up in the I guess like the playing field of like getting back out there and getting at it I mean that's that's huge because like Dirk said if you were out there by yourself I mean if I would have been in there by myself a bit tough I I mean I could have just been like I could have just thrown my bow in the bushes and just like I'm out of here yeah you know just so devastated because it wasn't like I made a it wasn't some unethical no crazy far shot i tried to make i mean it's you weren't just going i hope this works no no it was like he okay he's coming down right here i figured exactly what that yardage was yep but you know with that (coughs) that elevation gain and what we were pushing to get in on that bull camp on the back you know i don't i don't practice with camp on the back but on a, on that kind of vertical on that slope. Co- we don't not, have that kind of vertical we slope. just yeah we don't push not, mountains like that back home not I mean, too much and no. i'm gonna say it you know people are gonna sit here and armchair quarterback this people will watch it they're gonna armchair quarterback like well i would have done this oh, yeah. done that. but the reality of it is we we're all human yep we make mistakes yep, we, we, do. we do the very best we possibly can yep. sometimes we make a mistake and that's in yep. There hasn't been any armchair quarterbacks where we've been in the last two days. No. No. No, those guys, <laughs> no. Doug Flutie stayed close to the, the road. Stayed close to the road. Yeah. And that was a big canyon that we yeah, dove into. Yeah, we did. But, we uh, were in a hole. But, yeah. So, anyway, closing statements. Let's go. I'm just going to let you guys hammer it out. Um, we're going to start with, uh, let's start with Dirk, finish with Steve. Go ahead, Dirk, closing statements. I've, I've been on a lot of blood trails, and here's the thing you can't get ahead i'm gonna sound like i watch a lot of csi but i've watched a lot of csi in the past csi but good. but old old only cable, <laughs> <Only had> cable. <laughs> yeah. rabbit ears rabbit ears <laughs> but old hal grissom would always say don't get ahead of the evidence when you're tracking an elk take your time don't get ahead of the evidence. It's very hard to be like, because I think he went up this way, and then you kind of, kind of, you can kind of get away with yourself and be like, I'm gonna get away from trying to find blood to go find it because I heard a noise up here. Yeah. Sometimes you have to just like put on the brakes and say, I need to take the time. Don't get ahead of the evidence. Find the blood. It's slow, but you will find it because I've been there. I've got ahead of the evidence, and then you're like, I gotta go back. And then when you go back, you find that you you get you twist and turn to a different place than mm. you thought you were going. You you can never you can never you know second guess a blood trail. I mean, I've seen fatal hits where they run straight uphill. Yeah, I've seen. And nobody says that. Yeah. Oh no. no, they're fatally hit. They're gonna go to water. Yeah, right? they, yeah, or or they won't take a step uphill. Oh yeah. no, it's all malarkey. Yeah. I, I've seen I've seen I've seen a lot. Everything is different everyone's different you have to keep an open mind and be like okay there's a possibility that this is a lethal hit yeah. and then you have to exhaust every means to find it until all the evidence shows you it's like this wasn't a lethal hit, lethal hit. Yeah. and I, I felt i feel like we did a really good job of this yeah. Yeah. and um and that and that's blood trailing 101 you just you yeah. have to exhaust every means to, to think well that bull lived or oh there he is yeah, yeah. you know it's everybody does it different and it's tough steve closing comments um from my perspective 
You know, I agree a hundred percent with Dirk. Um, you know, you've you've got to just take a step back and exhaust every direction, every angle, anything where that elk could have gone. Um, looking back at the situation that happened for me is it could happen to anybody and just soak it in and -hmm. just learn from it you know i mean talk about moving forward how about that moving forward yeah from here till we've got a long time eight Um, more days or something like that a lot more days you know moving forward for me would be i you know i'm trying to think how to word that i've kind of realized what happened and that i truly believe that that bull will survive and moving forward would be just going out there and keeping at it hard grinding hard and having fun and you know if you're by yourself or with friends you know whatever it is just stay positive and move forward and you know learn from your mistakes and just try to keep a positive attitude absolutely that's i mean and go out there and keep at it no and i I would totally agree i I think it's it's to us i think and born and raised uh it's it's a team sport it's a team sport and we we go about it like that and we finish like that so we're gonna keep after it we're only two days into this guys and we did a pretty heavy podcast so i think we're gonna back out of this one and uh, the next one, I guarantee you, is going to be joyful and fun. Yes. And I'm going to quote. I'm going to quote uh, a, a wise man, and he once said, "The best is yet to come." And that Perfect. was Trent Fisher. He said that once. <laughs> did I? You did. You did. I could see him saying that. I could. The best is yet to come. All right, guys. And, well, I, and that's my mantra. I the best is yet to come. Appreciate that, Dirk. All right, guys. Well, thank you guys for joining the audio experience. Um, and we will, we will try to keep you guys updated on what happens here in Wyoming.